too often we try to hide this personal aspect of ourselves from our professional life. But really, when we're connecting with donors on a personal level, we need to be personable too. So sharing with them that you're going on parental leave is great. Hey, my name is Mallory, and I'm obsessed with helping leaders in the nonprofit space raise money and run their organizations differently. What the Fundraising is a space for real and raw conversations to both challenge and inspire you. Not too long ago, I was in your shoes, uncomfortable with fundraising and unsure of my place in this sector. It wasn't until I started to listen to other experts outside of the fundraising space that I was able to shift my mindset and ultimately shift the way I show up as a leader. This podcast is my way of blending professional and personal development so we as a collective inside the nonprofit sector can feel good about the work we are doing. Join me every week as I interview some of the brightest minds in the personal and professional development space to help you fundamentally change the way you lead and fundraise. I hope you enjoy this episode. So let's dive in. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here today with Lacey Kempinski. Lacey, welcome to What the Fundraising. Thanks so much for having me, Mallory. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited for our conversation as well. And um, I would love to just start with you sharing a little bit about you and your work and maybe your evolution to the work that you're doing today, which I think is going to be so interesting for folks to hear about. Of course. So um, I've been fundraising for 15 years now. I think similar to you, Mallory, and similar to so many of our fellow consultants, we were in in-house fundraising and we realized that wasn't working for one reason or another. I think we all have our own reasons. For me, it was because I was a mother and the mom I wanted to be and the fundraiser I wanted to be just weren't aligning. So I took some time and decided to jump into consulting. From there, and through my experience consulting, I realized that there was a unique problem in our sector that I felt like I could help solve, which was the fact that in our sector, the majority of people working are women, and a lot of them are also parents. And this creates what I like to call this parental leave dilemma, where so many of our sector, so many people in our sector are going on parental leave. Now, full disclosure, I'm from Canada, so it's a little bit different in Canada. We actually are very lucky and we get 12 to 18 months of, of paid leave, which I know is very different than my American colleagues. But you you still have leave too, right? And as fundraisers, especially in a world where relationships are key and we know that strong relationships build into donor retention rates and all of these great things, where's the consistency? So I created and I'm the founder of Balance Good and we provide parental leave coverage for the nonprofit sector. I love that. And this is actually a question I get a lot. I mean, I look with a lot of female fundraisers primarily, and, you know, I know the stress that they feel, especially, you know, those, you know, who are going through entry into motherhood or, or just even trying to balance all of the different components and pieces around that. And so when you were starting to focus on this area, I was so excited because I think it's a really particularly important moment to have fractional support for fundraisers. And I'm curious, will you talk to us a little bit more about like, I know I have people who are listening to this who have maybe recently found out that they were pregnant. I'm pregnant as we're recording this planning for my own maternity leave in like six ish weeks or something like that. (laughs) Can you talk to us a little bit about like, 
the process that nonprofits go through in their work with you, both to like prepare and offload. Because one of the things that's interesting about maternity leave, I mean, maybe this is always true for fractional support, and I'm just not as familiar with it. But there's this very kind of like concrete time frame and mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. level of preparation for that transition, obviously also mixed with a lot of uncertainty um, because sometimes maternity leave doesn't always go exactly as we expected either. And so will you just talk to us about how you sort of navigate that with your clients and what you've found to feel kind of the most supportive in their own planning around maternity leave? Yeah, so great question. And I think when we think about parental leave and planning for parental leave, I always look at it through two lenses, through the employer's lens and then through the employee, the person going on leave. So our goal is to make sure that the employee feels like their role is fully nurtured when they are away. Before I had kids, like my baby was my career, right? I had put so much love and joy into my career just to step away seemed absurd to me. As I became a mother, I've been able to distinguish the two, um, but I still have so much love and joy for for fundraising and the nonprofit sector. Um, But then I also look at it from the employer lens where when you have somebody going on leave, it creates an immediate staffing gap and you're sitting there thinking, I'm probably really excited for, for my employee, but I am terrified for my organization. Who is going to do this work? How is it going to get done? I don't have the time. My other team members don't have the time. I don't want to overburden them. Will they return from leave? Are we going to have turnover? All of these questions kind of go through their minds. So what we like to do is do a very intentional onboarding with both the employee and the employer to find out their goals, their hopes, their dreams for the leave, right? So if you know, you're going on leave and you have a very special project as the parent that you don't want to see the ball dropped on while, while you're gone, we create a plan of how we can put that project forward while also making sure we're pushing forward all of the other top mission goals. So we are very intentional. But in saying that, like you said, Mallory, sometimes parental leave starts a bit earlier than expected, or it has to kind of wind down or wind up quickly, right? So we try to start at least a month before the person's expected on leave. We have a very strict like onboarding process with um, forms and surveys to make sure we get like the essence of that person that we're covering in the role. And then we dive in and we do the work while they're gone. And then we do the same when they come back. We really kind of hold their hand, help them come back, ease their way into it, let them know kind of in the first week, here's the things you need to do. Here's what you need to do. Second, third, fourth week back. So everything feels as smooth as possible. Yeah, that's great. And can you talk to me? So I feel like in the fundraising space, we use the, you know, we talk about relationships all the time and we see, we see, I mean, I've certainly joined organizations when there's been a lot of turnover in the development person or the executive director, and a lot of donors have been lost in that transition. This is obviously different because it's it's temporary, it's prepared for, mm-hmm. but relationships are sensitive. And so I'm curious, like, are there types of fundraising tasks that you would recommend folks give to fractional support during a, a maternity leave like this versus 
like other types of tasks that you recommend they sort of say to folks like these things aren't going to happen over the next few months while so-and-so's out on maternity leave? Or do you guys take on everything? I'm just sort of curious, like that sensitivity around the relationship building piece. And sometimes even like the lack of transparency around the relationships that we're building, right? Like on the nonprofit side, we're cultivating, we're stewarding. But on the donor side, they like, they're just thinking about it as this personal relationship they have with this person. And so I'm just sort of curious how you how you think about and plan for what your recommendations are around that. Yeah. And so we're kind of of two minds. First, like depending on the relationship with the donor, how special is it to share with them that you're going on parental leave, right? Like too often we try to hide this like personal aspect of ourselves from our professional life. But really, when we're connecting with donors on a personal level, and I know you talk about this a lot on the podcast, like, we need to be personable too. we need to connect with people in a real, real way. So sharing with them that you're going on parental leave, and you know, this person is going to be, you know, supporting you in the interim is great. And we've had huge success. So when we come in, and we do a parental leave, we take on an internal email, we do the onboarding of the organization, We try to get up to speed as much as possible. But in saying that, there are some relationships that it just would not make sense to move to a fractional type role or to an interim role. And in that case, what we do is we manage the relationship from the background. So we would draft emails for, say, the executive director or whoever might be above that role. So we're not adding additional work to that role because what we don't want is somebody to go on parental leave and either their more senior or junior associate get all of the work. So we'll do the work in the background, but we have that like internal consistent connection that's with the organization pushing it forward. So it depends on, I guess, like organizational preference and like the relationship you have with the donor. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And then I'm curious, what about when folks are coming back? So what is the, I want to be hesitant to be too, to generalize too much because I know that the transition back after maternity leave can look different, both structurally, but also like emotionally um, for for folks. And so I'm just curious, my sense is that you're really aware of that, of sort of the multifaceted needs of, of folks as they're coming back into organizations after this really like tender time, a time that, I mean, when I transitioned back to work after having my first, like, it was really emotional. Like mm-hmm. I was crying at daycare drop off every single day. I was pumping. I was, str- you know, I just felt, I felt this ache that I often talk about and can't really explain. And I know it impacted my productivity. I wanted to be working. That was very much like, I mean, it, I live in the Bay Area, so it wasn't a choice either, but I did. I wanted to continue my career. I wanted to be working, and yet it was emotionally, really, really emotionally challenging. And so I'm just curious, like, what are some things that you all, you know, coach the organizations you work with around or try to try to prepare folks around for the re-entry process? Yeah. And you're right. That's so different and so personal. Like, I feel like when I came back from my first role, I was from my first um, child, like I felt like a different person. I had experienced postpartum depression and anxiety. I had built this whole wealth of confidence. Like I had raised a human being, you know, and he was a year old now and he was, you know, so you go through so much when you transition to becoming a parent. So we're very intentional about suggesting that there's at least a month of overlap. 
because there might be days when that parent can't show up fully, but then we can support them to make sure that they, they're doing what they need to at work and so that they can also focus on the fact that they have a little one at home. We make sure that there is a really strong plan in place. And to be honest, it's very different for so many of our clients. Like for some, we really end up building an emotional relationship with the clients where we're kind of giving them a little bit of coaching on the back end, very specific to like becoming Mm. a parent and navigating that change. And we also have connected with resources where we can, you know, connect them with professionals that might help with, you know, coaching and other specific details, because Mm -hmm. coming back as a parent is, is not easy, right? But also knowing that you have somebody there to kind of help you and support you makes it so much easier. I don't know, like, I wish that this happened when I came back to work, right? Which is why I have created this, because I really do feel like it's a gap and we're human beings and we have emotions and that's okay. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations on like, the transition back time? I mean, again, maybe this is too individual or too personal, but things you've worked, you've seen work really well. Like, let's say somebody can't afford fractional support during that time. You know, in the US, like paid leave is Mm -hmm. not guaranteed. I have no doubt that people are, you know, don't have the budget for for fractional support and potentially aren't paying folks around their leave either. So given that, like thinking that they don't have a team who might be able to support them, do you have any recommendations on transition plans like coming back in that you've seen work really well or be more helpful to be sensitive to that time? I think the first thing for for people going on leave and then returning back is to make sure that you've built a village. And I say that knowing that I have privilege in saying that because for some people building a village is really hard, but a village can be a variety of things. It could be something like paid care. It can be a grandma. It can be a friend down the street. It can be, you know, a group of women you connected with during or your fathers that you connected with during your parent journey, but having a village and having people to share that information with and just share that journey with is really important. I would also say to be very clear with your your boss how you think this might go. Knowing that you've never maybe done this before, you don't know, but here's what I need from you and here's how I'm going to show up as an employee. I will still get all of my work done, but I might not be available for my normal hours eight till four now um, because I have daycare drop off Mm. or because I need to be available to pump or to nurse my baby. So being very clear in your needs and then how you're still going to meet your, your goals for the organization is really helpful. And then I think what I say to all of my clients all of the time is to give yourself grace. This is a very sensitive, emotional, challenging time. And it's a milestone time in your life. So savor those special moments and give yourself grace when those moments seem very challenging. Yeah. Okay. This might be a little out of scope for for the conversation, but I feel like it's so important. And so I just want to talk about it a little bit with you, with somebody publicly, Of course. (laughs) which is also just like the the like shaming side of it that often happens, I feel like here. And it's been super interesting. Like, you know, I'm pregnant now with my second, my daughter, Emmy is four. And it's been really, really interesting. Like when I, when I had Emmy, I didn't have my business. Mm -hmm. I was a frontline fundraiser and which was very different. Like it's very different now preparing for maternity leave, running my own business and all of those things. And, and also it's been really interesting to like, you know, I have no paid leave of, 
I don't, maybe that's not an of course, but in the US, like mm-hmm. the incentives in a sole proprietorship to invest in paid leave, um, you know, to pay into disability, it pretty much gives you no real benefit. So I have no paid leave. So, but I have choice and I have privilege around how long of maternity leave to a certain extent that I take and, um, and what I want to do during that maternity leave time. And it's been so interesting because I have been shamed on both sides. I have been like shamed on the leave I am taking and the things I am going to miss. And then when I have said things like, I still am going to coach inside power partners during my maternity leave, which is three hours over the course of two months, three hours over the course of two months that I really want to do, truly deeply want to do and is my choice to do. I've also been really shamed around that. And honestly, I've mostly been, I have been shamed mostly by women who have sent me, you know, private messages, you know, telling, you don't know how much this is going to change your life or, you know, stop trying to, you know, push through or hustle through or, you know, all these things, all of which are ultimately just like telling me that I don't know how to take care of myself. Like, Maybe they're done with the intention of trying to take care of me, but but they're not. They're disempowering messages and they're under the guise of like that other people know better than I do what I need. And I feel like as people who are having babies and going through this big transition, that there's like nothing more important than feeling like we have support with whatever we decide and also the freedom and ability to change our minds and to feel into our bodies. And, you know, like some people would say, like, you don't know, like, what if you have postpartum depression? It's like, if I have postpartum depression, obviously I'm going to not coach a power partner's Mm -hmm. call, but like, I will address that when I get there. And like that, yes, like these are ever changing. And so I'm just sort of curious, like being in this world, being a mom yourself, but this world that is so layered with this like judgment and shaming and different opinions and everyone thinking their way of doing it is the right way of doing it. Like, how do you encourage new mothers to navigate that? Oh my goodness, that is so hard. And Mallory, I just want to give you like a big hug because I can tell like this is an emotional time for you. That's a lot, right? And I've definitely experienced those things too. I think from like a mom to mom standpoint, you need to do what's best for yourself, right? And that's like a hard stop for me. Like every parent knows what's best for them in their parenting journey. Um, But I also think, you know, as we continue to work for like gender equality and work and stuff as women, or just as parents, we need to be able to determine how and when we want to lean in and out of our careers. And I think that's really important to have the autonomy to do that. Like I will say, as somebody who's experienced postpartum depression and anxiety, and after all three of my pregnancies, work has been my saving grace because it's that little bit of myself that I get to keep consistent while I transition to a mom of one, a mom of two, a mom of three. After becoming mm-hmm. a mom of three, I stopped caring about what people thought for the most part because I was really confident in the mom that I had become. And I think you just have to trust that when you're showing up for work, you're showing your daughter and your soon-to-be child an incredible thing about you that you have this amazing talent. And that goes the same for other parents as well. So, you know, just trusting yourself in this journey would be is the most important thing to all parents, right? 
Yes, 100%. And I think like, you know, I think for me, like I, I feel comfortable, like standing in my mm-hmm. power and my choice around this, like my decisions and my responses to all those DMs is I believe that all women deserve to do exactly. what they want to do without shame. And of course, I believe in paid time yes. off a hundred percent. Um, that that's like a completely separate, uh, a completely separate issue. But I, but I believe in choice and I believe in supporting a mother's choice to do what is best for them to do what's best for what they think is best for their baby to do what they think is best for their family. And, and so I just want to encourage folks like as much as possible who are navigating this for themselves, who are navigating this for their, with their team members. Like we all have a lot of, we might have a lot of beliefs about what is best for us. And I think the more we can hold space that best doesn't look mm-hmm. the same in every, for every person, for every family, for every child. You know, I just think, um, gosh, there's so much, there's so much that we're all already up against. And I think to try to nurture, like I would encourage folks as they're thinking about this, you know, their own transition plans here to just be extra sensitive to this element of it. And recognizing that, especially for first-time moms, they're probably navigating this emotional 100%. space for the first time, in addition mm-hmm. to everything mm-hmm. else. One hundred percent, I think exactly right. And I also would say, like, encourage like conversations with your other peers because the things you're feeling are probably things other peers are feeling. Reaching out, reach out to me, reach out to you, like reach out to people because if you know we can come together to support each other and say, no, what you're doing is right for you. It makes, you know, everything a better, safer place. Yeah. And I'll just say like, you know, for me, like just to give like a tiny anecdote that might be helpful for folks, like, I I mean, I'm in a unique position. I'm a sole proprietor, right? I'm sort of the only one that does my work in my business. I have some backend tech support and some admin support, but there's nobody else who does consulting or coaching or anything like that, or even has my you know, training or orientation inside my company and no full-time support. So I have had to like really triage how I think about maternity leave in terms of like, what is delegate? Like, what can I delegate? What can I offload? What can people do while I'm gone? And then truly what is not happening? And like, there are a lot of things on that list of what is not happening. And it has been a huge, like, act of self-love truly to not try to not try to drive myself into the ground in the lead up to maternity leave to try to set everything up so it's as if I'm still here over those two months and like I've you know worked myself twice as hard three times as hard in order to try to do that and it does mean I'm gonna have and again this is a place of privilege that I have to be able to make less money for a period of time and still be safe and not have any of my basic needs not met but I think sometimes scarcity mindset ends up being bigger than what we really could give ourselves permission around. And a lot of it is has been like me giving myself mm-hmm. permission to say, I'm going to have a down year. 
I'm going to, this thing isn't going to grow this year. This thing isn't going to do this. And like, that's okay because different, my life is expanding in different ways. And so just folks feeling like recognizing where there are places and spaces where the permission they really need is from themselves and from that like achievement, success, growth lens, um, I think is really important and has been really important in my own planning journey. And I think growth comes in all ways, right? Your, Your growth mindset in terms of your business is maybe slow right now, but your growth mindset of your family, right? Which And you as a person. And like, you know, coming back to in-house fundraising, it's the same thing. When somebody goes on leave, they might come back a different person, but they have different skills to bring, right? And, you know, if you're not mm-hmm. able to cover that role with fractional support or whatever, what can you do to make sure that the role still grows? So when the person comes back, they're ready to shine. Yeah, I love it. Okay, any last tips that would be helpful um, or that questions I didn't ask you that I should have asked you and then let folks know where they can find you and connect with you? Awesome. Honestly, I think the, the, the greatest tip of all is to for the parents going on leave to give yourself grace and for the employers to make sure you have a plan. You know, once you have a plan, then everything else falls into place. If people want to get to um, get in touch with me, you can find me at balancegood.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram. And um, you can reach me even by email at lacey at balancegood.com. Just wishing you, Mallory, all the best. Thank you for chatting with me. Um, it's just been a pleasure. Yes, thank you for sharing this. Thank you for thank you for creating something in this space for new families and new moms. And it's really it's so necessary. I was so excited when you first emailed me um, about the work you were doing here. It's also something I wish I had had with Emmy. Um, and so I'm just I'm really grateful for how you show up for this second. Thanks, Mallory. Hope today's episode inspired or challenged you to think differently. For additional takeaways, tips, show notes, and more about our amazing guests and sponsors, head on over to MalloryErickson.com backslash podcast. And if you didn't know, hosting this podcast isn't the only thing I do. Every day I coach, guide, and help fundraisers and leaders just like you inside of my program, the Power Partners Formula Collective. Inside the program, I share my methods, tools, and experiences that have helped me fundraise millions of dollars and feel good about myself in the process. To learn more about how I can help you, visit MalloryErickson.com backslash powerpartners. Last but not least, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to encourage you to share it with a friend you know would benefit or leave a review. I'm so grateful for all of you and the good hard work you're doing to make our world a better place. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Hey you, I hope you're loving all the free value you're getting right now from our guest. And speaking of free value, I've raised millions in the nonprofit space without sacrificing my integrity or my alignment. And I'm sharing how I did it in my free webinar, how to harness the power of prioritization to raise more without burning out. Go to MalloryErickson.com backslash workshop to register for the free training right now. I cannot wait to see you there.